Ubuntu Zenergy, the interactive toolbox providing resources for building a better life. I am Zenashe, your catalyst coach and conduit for that better life. A catalyst, a coach, draws out hidden potential within a subject. A conduit provides a connection. The amazing thing about human beings is we become our four foot, five foot, six foot selves from a microscopic seed and egg. Just as we had massive potential to grow physically, the same is true mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. We have reservoirs that some of us have not tapped into before because unlike the physical, our other areas do not develop by autopilot. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of strategies, a lot of trial and error, but we get there and the goal is to always be growing. Any athlete knows all a coach can do is unleash what was already inside as your Zenergy Catalyst. I will connect you with tools through interviews, and I have Ms. Saran Adams here with me. Hello, so say hello. hi to the people. Hi, people. All right. And beautiful so, people. Yeah, beautiful people out there <laughs> in Facebook land, our Facebook family. Um, and she's like my teammate today because... You know, we need teammates to get through life. We cannot get through this life alone. We have to network. We have to build relationships. We have to to learn from each other because I think the greatest resource we have on earth is humans and the lives, life stories of people and their experiences, what they've learned from all these different situations. So a coach does not work alone. Teammates are essential. And this is also an interactive toolbox. We are local. I live in spring, but I'm all over Houston. And where's your shop located? My shop is in Third Ward, Houston, Texas, um, now Midtown. But uh, I am on Emancipation of 4213 Emancipation. So come and see me. Yeah. So we are local and we are on social media. So, you know, if you have any comments, you can be chatting comments in the live and we can respond to you later on. You know, you can take down our social media information. You can see mine on the signs above, but she's going to tell you later how to get in contact with her. All right. And I will also tag her when I post this live later. So, again, you can look back at it and see, you know, where you can find her on Facebook or on her other social media pages. So this is interactive. We want... Um, to get to know you. We want to be able to help you. We want to be a resource for you because again, who knows what you know that we need and what we have, we want to offer to you. So we definitely want to be a community that's working together, that's building together. We want to have that synergy. All right. So we are in a sense in training, you know, life is, is I call it the game of life. You know, we want to win at the game of life, but we're also kind of in sense and training, trying to become who we want to be. And sometimes we're successful at that and sometimes we falter, you know, but we are always moving forward. So we're going to begin today. We are still in the A's. We're doing the ABCs of Zenergy. So we're going to be in the A's for a little bit longer. Then we're going to move on to the B's. And if you have some A's that you want to want us to talk about on a different show, you know what I'm saying? You can put those down in the comments too, because again, this is interactive. So today's focus is appreciation. Appreciation. And Ms. Saran is the one who suggested that. Now, I'm going to tell you first my take on appreciation, and I'm going to let her share. Um, 
she gave me a bio about herself and I'm going to let her tell you that, you know, when she introduces herself. But one thing that she said that really stood out to me is that when she was two years old, she was sitting on a window ledge in the kitchen. Her mom was cooking and she was swinging her legs and she fell out of the window and it happened to be two stories up. And I can just picture as a mother how my heart would drop my two-year-old falling out of the window. <sighs> oh my gosh. And she said she was fine. She felt like she was just enveloped in, in a light, in a protection, and she was checked out and everything was fine with her. And, and it actually made me think about something that happened to me. When I was about six or seven years old, I went to, um, I went to California for the first time. And California has some high hills and mountains and things like that. And so we were leaving to come back home. And I had been sleeping. I had been knocked out in the back seat. We stopped at this rest stop. And I got out. And I guess I didn't close the door completely behind me. And this is in, I was, this is in like 1976. So you didn't have all those warnings that we have now. You have warnings on your car for every little thing. Your windows Absolutely. down, your car, you know, your, 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 your tires low. You got, I mean, you just got a dashboard full of information. But back in the seventies, we didn't have that. So we got in the car. I fell back asleep. My parents are driving and I guess my dad was driving around this uh, winding road and we're over there. Oh, There's Lord. no railing and somehow the door flies open and I fly out. Oh, Lord. And I end up on the ledge with a huge drop below me. And I woke up because I hit the ground. And I don't really remember that much of this story. My parents told me this story. And sometimes they would joke that I acted bad because I, you know, I got <laughs> hit on the head really hard, you know. So they would joke with me about that. But um, my dad had to get a rope out of the car and kind of feed it down to me. And they're like, don't look down, don't look down. And, of course, you know, as a kid, you're going to look down. You're going to do the thing that they tell you not Absolutely. to do. <laughs> so I was petrified. But oh. I climbed up the rope and I got back to the car. My mom was like, we got to take her to the hospital. We got to, she can have a broken bone. She can be, and my dad was like, let's dust her off. She's fine. <laughs> She's fine. We need to get on home. So they didn't take me anywhere, but I, obviously I'm fine, you know. Um, and I could have died that day. You know, I could have died that day. I still have Divine a fear of heights. Yeah. <laughs> So when she told that story, it made me think about that. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. And, you know, there are so many things. You know, people talk about 9-11 and how they had a feeling not to go that day. Or sometimes you are running late and then you see if you would have been on time, there was an accident right up on the road ahead of you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we don't even know what we're being saved from. Absolutely. We don't even know what we're being saved from. So when I think about appreciation, I think the most basic form of appreciation is being appreciative that we are alive. Absolutely. That she is here and Absolutely. I am here. Absolutely. Because <laughs> there is a, you know, there was a good chance I wouldn't be here. And also to go back even further than that, 
when my mother got pregnant, I'm gonna tell you a little story. My mother went to Spelman College and she was engaged to be married to this young black man. And he graduated the year before she did. And when he graduated, he said, I've come to a conclusion. I really shouldn't have proposed to you because a white woman will really help me further my career better than a black woman. Mm. So I've decided that I need to go out and find me a white woman. And uh, and we just can't be together. (laughs) (laughs) And my mother was so devastated that she left Spelman. She came back to live with her parents. And she decided to go to Southern University. And in this chaotic mental and emotional state, she met my father. And my father was kind of the life of the party, ladies' man. And, you know, my mother's is very beautiful, light skin, could almost pass for white woman. And my dad is dark as Wesley Snipes. So my grandparents didn't want her to have anything to do with him, you know. But... That's that colorism in the family. The, the colorism, right? Definitely the colorism. But my mother, for some reason, was attracted to him and wasn't thinking about a serious relationship at all. She was in a state of trying to get over having her heart be broken. My dad wasn't thinking about a serious relationship at all because he's looking at this woman who's had her heart broken and they just happen to be hanging out, having fun, and, and she ends up pregnant about seven weeks after she came back from Spelman. And my dad's looking at the time and at it. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of... Do your mom and daddy know you're telling their business? <laughs> they do. They, they have passed on, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling the story for a reason. You know, I'm telling the story for a reason because this story impacted my life greatly. So... My dad has actually decided he's going to break up with my mother. Like, because he's thinking that I may not be his child. But he comes to drop her off at home. And the house they lived in, it has stairs going up to the second floor where you could watch somebody walk up the stairs. And so he sees the door open. He sees my mother's father, my grandfather come out the door, red face, and start beating my mother with his fist. And my dad walks up the stairs, gets my mother, and says, uh, that could be my child. I cannot leave you here. You are not safe here. We're going to go to the courthouse and get married. Mm. You know, that's the kind of man my father was. He Mm. believed in duty. He believed in doing the right thing he believed in sacrifice right you know and so that kind of hung over my my life like i interrupted both my parents lives and it was kind of a difficulty because they never in a sense intended to be together and so they had this very difficult relationship but going back to appreciation i had to appreciate both of them mm-hmm. once i got older because my mother could have aborted me absolutely my father could have left my mother in that situation. She could have had a very difficult life. Um, my grandparents began to love me after a while, but I was the most chocolate thing in the family <laughs> when I was born. So they were not happy about that. You know, so I had to, you know, 
going back to appreciation, sometimes people, and I am guilty of this too, we, we, we have a, a easy time with gratitude. We, we have an easy time with, oh, my life is great. Right. It's a beautiful day. I'm grateful for that. Right. But appreciation to me is being able to see the good even in the bad. Absolutely. Being able to see how certain situations helped you grow. Because I didn't have an easy childhood. I didn't have an easy upbringing. But I can see how all of that made me grow. Right. And I could see how it made me find value in myself because on the outside, there were times when I kind of felt like I was unwanted, you know? Right. But I had to look to God. I had to look inside. I had to look, you know, for other things. And so what do you want to say about appreciation? Well, it's funny um, how you say that, um, you know, your dad and the way your mom and dad came together. Because my, my mom and dad is sort of similar story. Um, they waited till prom, though, to <laughs> They had never, because my dad was a ladies' man, but they were friends. They would walk by, say hi, make a joke about each other. But ended up, uh, my dad ended up asking my mom to his prom because he was a year older. Um, and that night, here I go, (laughs) and it's so crazy because the colorism that's in, in families is, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, my mom's mom wanted her to abort me. So I always say I was fighting in the womb to even be here. Mm. So I'm very appreciative that I made it here. Um, for the simple fact, a lot of spirits don't get to embody a human space here. Mm. So I'm, I'm grateful, appreciative. So what I have to say about being appreciative as well, I didn't have an easy life. So I went from house to house. So appreciative that my grandmother my grandmother took in all the grandbabies because our parents were still doing their thing, you know, from having having me so young, you know. So she took up, um, there was four of us in the house, two girls and two boys. I appreciate the love that she showed mm. when no one else felt like because you can feel very unwanted when people are passing you around. Oh, she too much, she did, she that. And I really wasn't a bad kid. Very unconfrontational. Um, didn't know about fighting. My heart wanted to love everybody and everything. I am still that way, but I had to get back to me to get back to that place. My grandmother showed me something that was just so special, and I, I am so appreciative of that. Mm. Um, there has been relationships that have been broken of course from me not wanting to be confrontational I didn't know how to speak up for myself so even like when my I was with my mom she was going through an abusive relationship mm. and I can remember being in a room just wanting to be under the covers I didn't want to hear it I didn't want to see it right. 
So when I got married, I thought that's what you did as a woman. Nobody taught me to love myself. I just knew to be compassionate and loving. So then I began to think that it was my fault mm. that I was getting hands laid on me. Mm. Um, but I am very appreciative that I have a higher self that tapped me on the shoulder because the thoughts in my head began to get very toxic, mm. very... Like, I wanted to start finding what... I was watching those shows called... Uh, there was one back back that was called... Uh, she Got Away I, With Murder. Yeah, something like that. It was Snapped. something like that. Right. And I was like, hmm, I've let this go too far. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, yeah. If I'm supposed to dive into this. Right. And I finally got out. And when I got out, I wanted to be so mad. I wanted to be so angry. I wanted to stay in it. What they call us bitter mm. bitter women when we're hurt, when we're mm-hmm. Yeah. I I so appreciate my, my higher self because I listened to my intuition. Not all the time I was able to do that back then as a kid because I didn't know what what that was that was trying to come through. Mm. It was easier to see and help others, mm-hmm. even as a, at a young age. It was easier to see and help others. But after I sat with myself, I had to go in that, that, that space mm-hmm. and do that shadow work and go pull out all of that. And I was like, why would I let him get away and take my life from me? He's still controlling my thoughts and my feelings and my reactions. And we're no longer together. Mm. I had to go in darkness. And when I started seeing the light, it was like, you've got to go back to that little happy girl. Mm. That original happy girl. What makes you happy? You like to sing. You like to dance. You like to ride your bike. And I began to do those things again so I can get me back. Mm. Now I'm back and I'm better. And I'm appreciative for Mm -hmm. that because I did learn how to fight, though. Mm. I learned to have a voice because I didn't have a voice. So I found my voice going through that terrible time. Mm. You know, we have a lot of similarities because, um, because of my childhood, Because, you know, my parents did some wonderful things for me, but they didn't have the intended effect. My parents put me in private school for the first, like, up until seventh grade. I was surrounded with all white people, and (laughs) there was three black girls, a Hawaiian, and an Asian. That was it. That was all the color in the whole school. And I was already busty. You know, and and not, you know, curvy. And that was not the, that was not acceptable. Right. So <laughs> I spent uh, a lot of time being teased for my breasts and, you know, the way that I'm built. And, and so I had a lot of, like, self-consciousness. I was very tomboyish because I was very nervous about 
the womanly figure that I had even at a young age. And, you know, I, when I started to get male attention in college, it was like, what is this? Why am I getting all this attention? What, what, what? Wait, nobody paid attention to me before. Right. You know, and I didn't really even see my own beauty. And then, you know, my first husband was very much a ladies man and he was very controlling, very domineering. But through that whole process, again, I went back to my past and I saw how certain things had happened and how they had shaped the way I thought and they had shaped what I had put up with. And and I got to that point too. <laughs> I got to that point, you know, I woke up, we had this, I was not speaking up for myself either. I wanted us to go to counseling and I told him, I said, you know, we should really go to marital counseling. And he said, why? I'm a great husband. I know I can't keep a job and I break stuff around the house and I do curse you out, but I'm a great husband. <laughs> I had never heard anybody say anything like that in my life. And it was like the blinders just fell off my eyes. And I realized that my standards for myself were way up here. I was always trying to be better, trying to do more, trying to be a better wife, better mother. But, you know, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Like I had to do more. I had to do more. And he was telling me he was a great husband and he couldn't even keep a job. He was admitting he never had a job for more than six months the whole time we were married. You know, and, and just his, his attitude and his lack of self-control. And I, I went off on him and I argued with him, yelled at him for like two hours straight. Never had I like lost my temper like that because I'm zen. I've right. been called zen since college. <laughs> I don't lose my temper. Yeah. I'm very calm. And then I went to bed that night. And I woke up in the middle of the night, sat straight up in bed in the middle of the night. And I looked at him there you go. and I said, I really want to kill you. And I went outside. We were in an apartment. I went outside. I locked myself out the house at five in the morning. I locked the door, you know, turned a little knob. I locked myself outside and I watched the sun come up and I got back to myself. And then when I figured it was light enough, right? I knocked on the door and he opened the door. I had to knock quite a while. What are you doing outside? I said, look, we had an argument yesterday. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and I realized I wanted to kill you. You don't need to spend another night in this house with me. <laughs> not one more, not one more. Sometimes women, people, let things go too far. We don't speak up. We don't take care of ourselves. And then we have that mad day, my principal calls a mad day. Right. And we lose it. Right. We lose our mind. Now, you and I <laughs> caught ourselves before right. we took out our anger on anybody. There are some people who don't. But I was appreciative. I learned in that instance that I never, ever need to do that again. I never, right. I always need to be aware of how people are affecting me. Right. I always need to be aware of if I'm taking care of myself, if I'm um, having proper boundaries, because I don't ever need to be in that state of mind where I'm thinking crazy thoughts like that. That That's not, you know, that's not a, that's not an appropriate place to be. And so I'm appreciative, even though that was a horrible situation to go through. Right. I'm appreciative of what it taught me about how I need to live my life. 
like and how I need to be aware and I need to be always checking in with myself with, you know, with situations and with people and how are they making me feel and, 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 and am I, am I really getting what I need out of this situation? Am I really, um, growing from this situation and all that? So, you know, even though it took me two years to get over that relationship after our divorce, I don't have any regrets because right. I got my children out of that and I became a stronger, better person. You know, when I decided I wanted to date again, I actually sat down and I wrote a list. I wrote oh, 10 things you. down. <laughs> they were all character things. Right. I left some things off that list that <laughs> later I regretted. But when I met the next man that I fell in love with, he had every single quality. He was a very good man. Um, and, and I'm very, he's gone, you know, he's gone now, he's transitioned. But I'm so appreciative of him being in my life and being in my children's life. Right. You know, and, and I'm appreciative of men. Anyway, I just want to put this out there on Facebook because <laughs> they have this idea that no black women love black men. Oh, I love my okay. black men. I'm a single I black woman. Them. I love black men. I think they're beautiful, amazing. I think they're just God's gift. Okay. Absolutely. I I, 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 I feel <laughs> appreciative. I've been divorced six years. You know, my ex, my second ex-husband died last year, but I am appreciative of the men that I've met in that space of time. Right. Because as you talked about doing shadow work, doing, going in and getting all the garbage out. Right. As I've gotten a lot of garbage out of my heart, out of my mind, changed my thought pattern, become much more positive, become much more whole. The, the men that I've attracted in my life are wonderful men we may not be compatible because right. you could be you could be a good man and you could still be the wrong man for me right you know what I mean I but I'm so thankful and grateful and appreciative because I have been introduced to so many beautiful souls men and women and and just to be able to occupy space space living Wow. With beautiful people who who are about the good, as right. as Baba Fanal would say, they're about the good, right. you know, and and they're doing positive things. They have goals. They have ambitions. They're inspirational, you know. I I am where I am right now because of people that spoke into my life. I'm sitting right here doing this because people spoke into my life. I'm, right. I I have this, you know, merchandise that I came up with and and perform and do all the things I do because of people who said, you should do this. You should, you have this great voice. You have this, you should do this. And I'm looking at them like, I should do <laughs> Didn't this. Didn't I just say that? I said, you got a beautiful voice. Yes, you did. <laughs> you did. Um, and to, to realize that sometimes you need to just listen to people because Sometimes when you're not listening, like you talked about that inner voice, that higher self, sometimes you get ideas, but you're like, nah, nah, that's not really for me. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't right. know. And then somebody comes and tells you the same thing you told yourself. And it's like, wait a minute. Why do I keep hearing this? That's because your ancestors have to go get somebody and say, hey, go over there and talk to my baby. Because I, I dropped it in her spirit and she, she don't believe she could do it. Come on, come on, baby. Let me go. 
But that, you know, I'm appreciative, I'm appreciative of the bad situations that led me to the, the work I needed to do, right. that led me to the people I needed to meet to be in the space that I'm in right, right now. Right. I'm appreciative of the journey. Right. You know, because it's, it's what is somebody said, maybe Oprah, I don't know, maybe Maya, somebody <laughs> said, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Absolutely. And and all of the people that you meet on the journey, all the experiences that you have on the journey, and, and even all the pain that you have. You know, I can look back and say, ooh, ooh, ooh. I didn't think I was going to get through that, but I did. And And feel so much appreciation because of the people. Because of the places, right. because of the things, you know, somebody might have put a book in my hand right when I needed, right. or somebody might have said, "Hey, you know, listen to this. Go here. Do this. Do that." Sometimes you at your wits' end. You're like, "I don't, I don't know what to do. I, just, I don't know what to do." And then somebody says something. That's when you go into you know? your zen space. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, even though we're sitting here and quarantine still COVID-19 in the red zone in Texas <laughs> there's still so much to be appreciative of and and I would encourage people out there you know when you look at your life don't you know I have a friend and I have to keep telling him all the time every time he talks about his past is it's all negative I'm like stop sound like somebody I know stop <laughs> I was like, you need to go back and look at the good. You need to look, what did you learn from it? What, how did you grow from it? And don't talk about the negative without saying, this negative brought me this. Right. This negative taught me this. Right. This negative allowed me to become this. Because you have to appreciate yeah, those lessons. Yeah, you do. Their lessons. Yeah. Appreciate them. Yeah. Don't right. stay stuck. Ooh, that's People good. People that get stuck, it's that's just... Good. Don't stay stuck. Oh. That's I mean, quotable. I, I, I appreciate within this, since I've opened my shop, not saying that everyone had agreed with me before, but you really get to see people, the way people think, their perception about things. And I've learned, if that's not my lane, I'm, I'm going to stay in my lane and let them do them. I'm going to do me. Mm. It has been a very big thing. It, to where sometimes Facebook, look at this face. I'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How could you think that way? But I haven't lived their journey. Right. So I can't say right, right. how it should have turned out or felt to them. Right. That's true. You know, I go walking a lot. There is a walking park in the front of my neighborhood and one in the back. And I look at the trees when I walk. And every time I look at the trees, I think they're all different and they're all beautiful. Right. And none is more important than any of the other. It doesn't matter if it's a big tree or a small tree. Right. It doesn't matter if it's a bush. They all have a purpose. And That's their purpose nice. is to grow. And to purify this environment. Right. And to give of themselves. And and as people, sometimes we are so down on ourselves. We compare ourselves to other people negatively. 
man, why can't I be like that person who did this and that person who did that? Be the tree that you are. You know, you don't have to be a hundred foot tall. If you're 10 foot tall, do what you can do at 10 foot tall, you know? Right. So, you know, that reminds me every time I go walking on that trail, it reminds me, be the tree that you are. Don't, don't worry about, you know, don't worry about whatever, you know, yeah, right. Do you don't worry about what they doing over there. Do you? Because, you know, I just look and I think about the person that created that space, right? When they created that space, we're talking about the creator now, but I'm using a gardener. When they created that space, they had a vision. And their vision was not for all the trees to be the same. Right. <laughs> their vision was for the trees to be different. Right. And for each of them to add something that the other one couldn't. And so when I think about our creator, that's the vision for us to be different. Right. For us to add the same, something. That would be boring. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> That would yeah. be boring. Yeah, it would be. It would be. But sometimes we act like we're all supposed to be the same. Right. Like we're supposed to have the same house, the same car, the same shape, the same goals, the same, you know. We act like that, but that's not realistic. And and sometimes we don't appreciate ourselves. Right. This is what I came into the earth with. Right. Smaller, but that's what I came into the earth with. This is what I'm going to be in until I leave. Right. And I have to appreciate me and I have to appreciate my journey. And, and that's so difficult for a lot of us. We can, like you said, we can love on everybody else. But when it comes to loving on us, appreciating us, it's like we don't know how to do it. You know, and you well, said nobody taught you how to love yourself. Nobody so taught me that. how did you learn how to love and appreciate yourself? So... With me being more of a spirit being, I meditate. I listen to the answers. I, I and when I when I get that download, that answer, like you said, that tree is not like that tree. That tree, that specific tree, knows what it's supposed to do, and it has its own beauty. So I went, the reason that I went back to even a little girl, that's when your heart is happy, is pure. It's not tainted yet with so much buffoonery yet. Mm. So it took time and I had to test it out. Why don't I like going to sit down and eat by myself? I had to figure that out. Why why I was afraid of my own thoughts. Hmm. I had to figure all that out brand new. And see, growing up with grandma, they were still where when you're on your menstrual, you don't wash your hair, you don't get in the tub, and you, or you going to catch something and die. And I was like, what's going to happen? I'm going to have to test that theory because I'm not... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I've never I'm heard not, of that one. That's the new one on me. My grandmother and them used my to goodness. say you can't wash your hair, you can't get in the water. Or I think wow. I don't know if when they were younger mm-hmm. they would catch some type of cold or may die or something. Mm-hmm. It must have been very big and scary because 
Wow. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not going to tip me. I'm thankful for my spirit. I, I promise I am so. I hear you. I hear Thank you. you. I, I, I am so grateful. Just very appreciative of who I was sent here to be. Mm. Like, my light had been stolen in that marriage. It had been stolen. Get back. <laughs> That's good. I like what you just said. I'm appreciative of who I was sent here to be. You know, I think my story, as I told you at the beginning, feeling like I was an accident, you know, feeling like I interrupted my parents' lives. I had to come to a place where I was like, that's not the truth. That may have been the circumstance, but that's not the truth. The truth is I was sent here for a purpose. Right. And now is my job to figure out what that purpose is. Now, you know, Baba Fana, who I had on here last show, he says everybody has the same purpose to bring beauty, harmony, and communion. It's just how you do it. How do you do it? How do you bring beauty to the world? How do you bring harmony to the world? How do you bring communion or build community, you know? And so I was like, okay, I can accept that. I can accept that we all had that same purpose and I have to figure out my way of doing it. And then I started to look at what gifts do I have? What do I just do naturally that I don't have to work at? You know, I can craft it. I can make it better, but it just comes to me naturally. You know, and then I began to write those things down. So if there's a person out there, you're having a problem loving yourself. You know, think about those things that you do naturally. Think about those things that just come naturally to you. Those are your gifts. Those are what you were put here to give to the world. That's what the world needs from you. And and think about all the times when you were helpful to other people, all the times when you sold into somebody's life and you changed their life. You know, so I would encourage you, if you're struggling with appreciating yourself, make a list of why you love yourself. Why and do I that, love me? And if that's hard to do, mm-hmm. you need to start some healing mm. from deep. That means you have pushed down some feelings and some stuff, and it's just in your root, and you got to go in there and get it and get it out. You have to. That kind of stuff will kill you early. Like, mm-hmm. that. that's another reason that you have to learn to love yourself. Your spirit has to be free. It lives longer when it's free. You don't stop. Throat chakras all stopped up. You, you just. You, live your truth. That's good. Live your truth. That's the. That's the best way to love. On you. Stop judging about what others say. What others do. Do you. A lot of times, um, what I'm seeing that our uh, young people, I'm not getting on y'all, but what I'm seeing about the young people, the disrespect with the elders is get is getting very rampant. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like. I get that that you need to be heard. 
you need to be seen. But there's a way to do everything. Because when I was growing up, children ought to be seen and not heard. You know, they had a pity pet party. You go in that room with all the rest of them kids and don't come out of there. Don't ask these people for their food, their water, nothing. That's what you did. <laughs> you stayed in that back room. Um, and I think because that was so strongly with that generation, like you be the guy popped in your mouth real fast for saying something, that then the next generation is like, well, I'm not going to treat my kid like that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to let them say what they want to say. And now they saying what they want to say, and they shouldn't be saying some of that shit. Excuse my French, but some right. of them shouldn't be saying some of the stuff they saying. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's their journey. I appreciate those values that they get, gave me, though. I appreciate what I was able to learn, because if you steady running your mouth all the time, you're going to miss something that's true. of what they're trying to show you or teach you. That's true. So now we're getting a cut off. Our baby's not going to know how that's done. Oh, I, I, I've just been on such a beautiful journey since I learned to love myself. Mm. I'm learning the garden. Mm. I'm Me too. Learning, I'm learning how to <laughs> make things from scratch. Mm. Yeah. I'm learning herbs that's out in the middle of a field that if anything pop off, I know which flowers I can eat to survive. That's a beautiful thing because we, we probably all need some survival right. training, you know, because there's no telling what's going to happen in the future because it's just been um very unpredictable. But very I wanted to, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. We're going to come back and talk in a few minutes, but I want to encourage the audience. You know, we've been talking about appreciation and we started off talking about the dark periods in our life because sometimes people, especially people right now, may be in a dark period. But even in the dark period, there can be light. There can be growth. There can be benefits. Um, and I'm encouraging you, you know, a small change, our little slogan up there, a small change is big results. A small change is looking for the positives, even in the negatives, because if you can find those, you can give yourself joy. You can give yourself wholeness. You can give yourself peace instead of focusing on the negative, instead of focusing on the past and all the things you did wrong. What lesson, as she said, what lesson did you get out of that situation? So we want to really appreciate where we are and where we've been, appreciate who we are and who we've been and then appreciate the things that we're going towards, you know, have that vision of the future. So I would encourage you to do some journaling, do some meditation, do some reading, yes. do some walks in nature, do all of these things that really are free, but they can be small changes that lead to big results. And that is energy. So if you like what you heard, um, I'm going to shut off this Facebook Live because it's going <laughs> to cut me off in a few minutes. Um, and we're going to come right back talking a little bit more about her shop and about a few other topics. Um, again, if you want to tip me, my cash app is <laughs> Z-E-N-A-S-E Poetry. And I will put her information where you could patronize her shop. I do have merch. Uh, I'll be putting my link tree when I... Um, 
close out this live, but the link tree is on the sign. So I do have merch. You can see merch here, laughs and lyrics shirts, gets in, stays in, spreads in shirts, um, lit to transmit, a fire to inspire, luminous shirts. And I have a lot more on the website. And I actually black. have a bag. Yeah, that's a big old bag that zips up. But there's a lot more stuff on the website. There's masks. There's mugs. There's doggy hoodies. Ooh. There's, yeah. Cute. There's all kind of stuff on there. There's socks, blankets, pillows, towels. So all with all original designs. A lot of it's Afrocentric. All of it's motivational and inspirational. So, you know, support. Support black business. Support yes. positivity. Yes. You know, surround yourself with good. Because when you look at that good, it's going to make you feel good. And when you feel good, you can do good. So that's what we want to do. We want to have synergy. We want to have that urge to make a better life. And we want to have the tools around us that help us make that better life. So synergy is fuel for the mind, body, and soul. And thank you guys for joining us. We're going to be right back in a few minutes. Peace and light. Give the gift of lift. Lift people up. Lift people up so when they look at your, your shirt, they look at your mug, they get an inspiring message. They're lifted. Mm -hmm.